The last of the major pro sports leagues is off and rolling, and college basketball is ready to go as well. Bet Online remains your top spot for all the live betting action and contests. NFL, college football, UFC, and NHL are all in full swing. Bet Online is your number one source for wagering news, odds, trends, and predictions. All the hoops betting action, along with every sport available at your fingertips with both desktop and mobile access at any time. Head to the Bet Online website today and remember to use your promo code BLEAV, that's BELIEVE, for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet Online, where the game starts. You're listening to the Golf Unfiltered Podcast, your source for in depth interviews with the biggest names, brands, and personalities in golf. Our mission to keep you informed and help you enjoy the game even more. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Golf and Filter Podcast. It's been a busy just few days. Uh, joining me today is my co-host, Dan Hauser. Dan, it's always nice to see you, my friend. How's it going? It's, uh, so it was an interesting weekend, um, both in and outside yeah. of golf, that's for sure. Yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, with the uh, the rollback uh, announcement prior to the announcement that broke on Friday night from Mike Statura, he was kind enough to come on the show the next day. Uh Mike and I have gone, uh, we go way back. And as I was telling you, um, you know, he's always a great guy to talk to on these things. And it's, it's wonderful for him to get this type of like news break, you know, kind of just handed to him. But I, in the hours that followed, and I haven't actually talked to Mike about this, but I'm like, I wonder if he was supposed to say anything because <laughs> it's been kind of crazy since, uh, that thing got slipped out. Yeah, no, that was pretty crazy start to the weekend. You had that on Friday, and then obviously uh, we all know what happened over the weekend with uh, college football. They had their own craziness of of the the playoff announcement, and then you know what what Sunday would it be yesterday if we didn't have just some crazy stuff happen in the NFL world too? So, oh my God, yeah, it's been a crazy weekend. Look, speaking of college, so I don't I don't follow college football like you do, but I follow it close enough to have an opinion about this whole thing. I mean, you living in the, the good old state of Florida. I mean, how are Florida State Seminole fans? Are, are they just wailing in the streets right now? Listen, um, as a Miami <laughs> fan, uh, mm-hmm. I would say that uh, there's no better fan base than to have this happen to. I was, I mean, we we were talking about all weekend in our little group chat. I was praying, praying that it, the 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 four that ended up being picked were that was going to be that that choice. I was I was like, I kept typing it in hopes that it would just like happen if i said it enough and like manifest um so yeah so it happened um listen I, you know I, I do feel bad for them uh I, I do like to think of saying like okay well if that had been my team um yeah that would have sucked uh one thing i will say and as a miami fan um this actually did kind of happen to us back in 2000 uh this was in the bcs mm. days but uh we were the odd man out and florida state was actually the team that got put in the national title game that year uh, they got shellacked. Well, so looking around. back, you know, it it was it, it was going to be a bad it was going to be a bad beat down no matter what. So maybe it was for the best that Miami wasn't on the receiving end of that. But um, all joking and all teams aside, the fact that we have actual lawmakers in this state that are now taking their time to say like, I'm going to go after the NCA for this. A uh, Rick Scott. Uh, hey, buddy, Rick, just I know you're not listening to this, but maybe one of your aides are. And this gets to you. I can barely afford my insurance on my house. Uh, why don't you worry about that and not about the fact that Florida State didn't get a spot in the playoff? Because uh, I promise you, even I'm sure even more rational Florida State fans are probably they saying to themselves, wait a minute, I want to afford to live here. Like, OK, my team didn't make right. it like, OK, but like 
Rick Scott, what yeah. are we doing? Like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> That's just the motto for today's show. Rick Scott, what are we doing? Uh, you know, <laughs> That's the motto and it's, for it's daily life down here, pretty much. Yeah. And, you know, it's funny because it, it all speaks to who believes what they deserve. Right. And, you know, we, you brought it up nicely. There was this kind of like this Venn diagram where the Chicago, um, I'm sorry, Chicago college football playoffs. And then this golf ball rollback kind of just meet and they converge and everyone's, you know, arguing on either side of it. And, you know, we're, we haven't heard the announcement officially yet. So as I, we were talking before we got going here, there may be another episode that we do this week once we actually get the official announcement for the rollback, but we know it's coming, but you know, this is one of those times in golf and I don't know how you feel, Dan, but it's, it's feels a little bit more like what things used to be back in the day when, when we weren't only talking about live golf, this is something that affects all golfers, at least in the case of the rollback. I mean, is that kind of how you're feeling too? Yeah. <laughs> as weird as this sounds, it's almost refreshing that we're actually just arguing about the rules again and about equipment again and not about who's making a hundred million dollars versus ninety five million dollars. So right, um right. yeah, it actually is kind of nice. I it, you know, um I don't want to say it's it's rejuvenated me or or, or whatever or or giving me some new juice as far as golf because it's still beyond stupid what we're going through right now but yeah i will say there is a little bit of a nostalgia of like a oh man this is nice we're just arguing about rules and golf equipment again instead of about um you know inflated budgets and millions of dollars that quite frankly doesn't really change anyone's quality of life at this point it really doesn't and you know I know that we want to talk a little bit about uh, Tiger's uh, weekend as well, because, oh, by the way, he also played golf during this busy weekend. Yeah. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, with this rollback stuff and again, listeners, we haven't seen the official announcement yet. But, you know, I just put up a piece on golfandfilter.com talking a little bit about, OK, well, don't get mad at the governing bodies, because if you're not aware, listeners, the governing bodies tried to fix this in a a uh, amicable way in the past with bifurcation. But nobody wanted bifurcation. And so, and when I say nobody, it's primarily, you know, the titleists of the world, Taylor Mays. I think those are the two that came out with statements shortly after this whole idea of, hey, we're going to take a look at rolling the ball back a couple of years ago. They came out with statements saying, no, we are totally against this. And they have strong cases for a different reason than the rest of us have, which is their bottom line. I mean, where do you land uh, on manufacturers? how this is going to affect them versus how it's going to affect the average Joe or Jane golfer like you and me. Yeah. Um, the day Titleist started, the day Titleist started charging me $50 for a box of pro V's, I stopped caring about their quote unquote bottom line and stopped feeling bad for them. Um, cause newsflash for everybody out there who may not know this while we're paying 50 bucks for a box of pro V's Rory's getting them for free. Mm hmm. Fill yeah. in the blank, you know, uh, uh, Jordan Speed getting them for free. Adam Scott, mm -hmm. get, you know, anyone with a pro, it's a pro, they're not paying. So, like, the reason why we're paying $50 for that box of balls is because the pro that you're watching that you're trying to emulate is not paying $50 for those box of balls. Double right. news flash, the Pro V1 that you're playing that you think is the same Pro V1 that Jordan Speed's playing, the only thing that those two balls have in common is the stamp that says pro b1 on them because i promise you jordan spieth custom built that ball for the way he plays golf and you didn't you bought it off the shelf at fill in the blank sporting goods store or whatever golf course you play at you buy them from so um 
this this facade and and Rory put it perfectly. You, you know, you what what was what was the quote we were joking about? You think you play the same stuff that we do? Like the greatest yeah. facade in golf and the greatest thing that's just not true in golf is that everyone has always said that unlike all the other sports golf is the only sport where where the average joe off the street is playing the same equipment as the pros and actually not i think an argument could be made that if you play basketball or you play soccer or you even play baseball you're actually are um playing the same equipment because rawlings and louisville slugger yeah the weights might be different for like a major league baseball player, but it's literally the exact same. Same thing with the basketball. The basketballs you're buying at your local sporting goods store is the exact same basketball that's on an NBA court. So actually there's never been this whole, we played the same equipment as them. Like I said, the only thing that's the same is the stamp on the ball or the logo that's, that's etched into the club itself. That's the only yeah. similarity. So yeah, of course, Companies like TaylorMade and and Titleist and these bigger OEMs. Shout out to Bridgestone for not being one of them, by the way. You know, but as as <laughs> our enough. peeps, um, they. I, I mean, I I guess I can understand where they're coming from because if 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 it would be if they were going to truly do that split, they would still have to make the quote unquote free balls for the pros, but then they would have to make a second set of balls for us, right. um, which. You know, they kind of already are doing, but now they can't sell us that $50 box of balls under the guise of you're playing the same golf ball as your favorite golfer because there, there'd be no way around that anymore. So um, you would have to think at that point that the average golfer is not going to continue to keep paying that that high price for their stuff anymore because now there's not even an, uh, a facade involved as far as, oh, yeah, you're playing the same thing because it's going to be completely split. So there's that also. Yeah. Um, and this is I'm, I'm talking now to a certain age of golfer, Adam, you and I are, are, are very much mm-hmm. smack dab in that in that um, age range. Um, we grew up playing baladas. Yeah. Did we have did. less fun playing golf because we were playing nope. baladas? No, because <laughs> newsflash, that's all that we knew at the time. That's that's what was available. And so that's what we played. Um I'm, I'm assuming you are too. When, when I first started playing golf, my driver wasn't a driver. It was a one wood and it was actually yeah, made of same. wood. Um, mm-hmm. Once again, did it make my, the game less enjoyable for me? No, because that's what we were given the option to play. There were no other options. So it was, you played your woods that were actually made of wood and you hit your ballada balls and you hit your irons that were, you know, not, it wouldn't go as far. And that's what you played because that's what was given to you. It was, you know, so yeah, you may do with what you um, had. Yeah, so um, it, it's not really going to change. People are are up in arms because they have seen the future, and now they're trying to get told to go back into the past. But what's really going to happen is this, this is going to take effect. Everyone's going to still keep playing the way they've been playing, and if the day comes where they run out of their current balls and the only choice they have is to buy these reduced yardage balls that we're going to eventually be getting, they're going to buy them, and they're going to keep playing. Yeah. Or, or they're yeah. not, in which case, okay, once again, then that's your choice to stop. But like, it's not like you're going to be having to buy a reduced flight ball, and your buddy who you're playing with is going to have the option to not to buy the old balls, and you are going to be at some disadvantage. Like, you're right. all going to be playing the same equipment, no matter. Just like you're all playing the same stuff now, so it's not really going to um, change the game from our perspective. And the one thing I would say for the pros out there whether you're a pro golfer like Rory or a golf pro, 
like my buddy block michael block um Mm -hmm. you're getting paid to do this so figure it out like and if you don't want to figure it out then go find another form of employment i mean i i just i i I don't i don't know i just you know i I know there's a lot being made of where we're going to lose five to ten yards but like i think of myself off now the one thing i will say about that argument is okay yeah over the last like 20 years all these golf courses have been getting extended and they've just been getting more and yeah. more yardage tacked onto them so i right. think that the golf courses themselves may have to pivot in terms of maybe reimagining some of their tee boxes and by that mm-hmm. i mean maybe you eliminate the the championship tees or the back back set of tees and instead you replace that with another t- set of tee boxes a little bit further up because yeah the the people like you and I, we may have to go up a tee box because we're losing that yardage off the tee. But as long sure. as we actually account for that and move up that tee box, then guess what? If I'm playing on a tee box right now and my tee shot, you know, in, in the hole is 350 and I hit my driver 225 right now. Okay, well, take five yards off, but I move up five yards closer and the tee box closer. It's not even it's not changing anything about the hole at that point. The yardage is still the same. No. Um right. So I, I think we may need to see something from the golf courses themselves. They mean they may may need to help out us. And when I say us, I mean your average, just kind of weekend Joe. But um, sure. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's not going to be. It is this what it is. It's, it just it is what it, it is. is. What it is. Yeah, I mean, and and it's. So there's a few thoughts there. I mean, everyone is who is getting upset about this is getting upset about it for a reason that only influences or impacts them. And I mean, that's, that's human nature. And so anyone who's going to feel like, Oh, what does this mean for me? I mean, they, they would have had to have understood the governing bodies. That is that people were going to have that reaction. Now to your point, I mean, we all grew up, you and I definitely grew up playing golf in a certain way with certain equipment. And we've lived through the most exponentially advanced technological technological, um, time in the game where we can see these drivers that really you, you they have a sweet spot the size of a quarter versus the clubs that we played with that you know was like a pin and golf balls are but one variable in the big equation of distance drivers irons with you know uh, uh jacked up lofts everyone's hitting it farther for the last 30 years everything that we've seen in marketing materials has been hit the ball farther hit the ball straighter more forgiveness higher launch more speed that and we are going to sit here and we're going to talk about or people are going to complain and say oh my god the ball's not going far enough that's all it's been doing for the last 30 years it's been increasing and there's data that supports that of course and you can see that in the piece that i put on golfandfilter.com but you know at the end of the day you've got pros like rory McIlroy, tiger woods two very big names in the sport of golf uh, especially in men's golf, who are pro rollback. They understand that there is a a threat. It might not be five years from now. It might not be 15 years from now. But at some point, if we don't have a ceiling on how far these golf balls can fly, for whatever reason, whether it be the balls themselves or whether it be other something else, then we're going to have golf courses become obsolete. That's just the way it's going to be. And again, and it's already that happened. might not be tomorrow. It's already happened. Marion, and, Marion, you, know, you look at a classic course like yeah, that, right. it's, it's, it's obs- it, you could argue it was obsolete the last time it held that U.S. Open. And they had to right. trick it up because of it. 
And a thing that I was listening to uh, a shotgun start earlier this morning. So Andy and Brendan, they were talking about this and in the way that they do. And uh, Andy was getting all all uh, been out of shape like he has. He has a tendency of doing sometimes. Um, he was talking about how this is actually also a safety issue. And I hadn't thought of it in that way, where if you play at these municipal courses and you've got these 10 handicaps out there swinging as hard as they can, and you've got basically bullets flying around at you. And I've been hit by a golf ball. I don't know if you have, but I have. That'll explain a lot. But I've been hit by a golf ball. And it is, especially on those tight courses, it is a safety issue. And so I'm not saying that, you know, all of a sudden people are going to stop being hit. But let's face it, if we have golf balls that aren't flying as crooked as these aerodynamically advanced weapons currently are, then I would imagine that we're not going to have so many wayward tee shots. And hey, lo and behold, Dan, maybe people actually enjoy the game a little bit more. Not only that, but that just brought me, that just made me think of something too. On top of just getting potentially hit by a golf ball too, I would imagine that it's these reduced flight balls would probably speed up the pace of play for people like us too. And you mentioned like on your local muni, and here's where I'm thinking about that. And because nobody ever actually does it, but in their minds, because all this technology, they think they can. But how many times have you, whether it's been your group or a group in front of you on a par five, you're sitting in the fairway and Joe Schmo thinks, well, I can get there in two. So I got to wait for the green green to clear for another 20 minutes so I can just go ahead and top my three wood and, and, you know, whatever. And and, and if that you are that person. Don't do that. Stop. (laughs) (laughs) But we all know that that person. But we all know that. person. Nobody likes you. Um, (laughs) <laughs> but if if we're going to have reduced flight golf balls, then I think it's going to remove that thought process from a person's mind because they're no longer going to think, oh, can I get there now? And they're just going to go ahead and pull out their iron of choice to 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 get up there and, and get to their yardage they want and um, and move on. And uh, it actually might improve from scores because you'll have people having to actually start. And this is what Rory brought up. You'll they'll you'll actually have to start. Um, getting better at the skill of golf. And by that, right. I mean, we, we have gotten so used to just hit it as far as you possibly can and then worry about it when you get to the ball. Well, when you won't be able to just hit it as far as you possibly can anymore, now it will be, okay, I want to have X number of yards in. So I need to hit it to here now. Or I need to shape I need to shape this shot a certain way now because I can't just bomb it as far as I can. And even if I'm in the rough, know that I'm like a lob wedge in. So I need to hit it a certain way. Or I need so and, and Rory brought that up and, and Rory and Tiger both and and it doesn't surprise me because those two also, like us, grew up in an age where a premium was placed on golfing your ball. And I know, haha, you know, golfing the ball, but like it was shot shapes. It was putting certain spin on your shots. It was hitting right. to a certain yardage so you could get yourself set up for your next shot. There was there. you. It was more of a thinking man's game. You had to have a strategy going in and God bless technology. It has helped us so much in our lives. The fact that you and I are doing this podcast from completely different parts of the country is a testament right. to technology. But not all technology is for the better. And you do have to wonder if technology has taken some of the game of golf out of the game of golf, as stupid as, as sentences that might be. But, um, you know, golf was created a certain way. And uh, I think that we have gone away from what I think we all fell in love with with the game of golf. And that was to marvel at these truly amazing shots that seem to defy logic and science and everything. And it's just like, how did he do that? Um, and we still do see it a lot. And I, I think, unfortunately, though, where we still see it a lot is from these 
older generations of golfers that had to learn how to do that for, you know, live aside. Phil Mickelson is still an absolute wizard when it, with, with a wedge in his hand. There's a reason for that because he had to grow, he had to grow up learning how to be a wizard with a wedge in his hand. Um, and and so I don't, Mm -hmm. absolutely. But I don't think that's necessarily such a bad thing. If we go back to an emphasis being placed on, you need to do this thing, one thing, and you need to be able to do it really, really well. Not just, let me see how far I can hit it and then figure it out from there. The Golf Unfiltered Podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Cog Hill Golf and Country Club, who we are happy and proud to partner with once again this year. Cog Hill features 72 holes of championship golf, including the world-famous Dubs Dread. They have a completely renovated practice area and driving range. It's essentially an academy that you can go and spend not only the day improving your game, but at night they've got lights now and two bars as well as a food truck to spend some quality time with some friends and family. They've been doing it this way since 1927, folks. Go out to coghillgolf.com to learn more. Golf Unfiltered is proud to partner once again with Mizuno Golf for 2023. Mizuno Golf is offering their new JPX 923 irons, and if you haven't heard about these yet, go out to our YouTube channel and see a full fitting that I do with Mizuno at Coghill Golf and Country Club. These irons are spectacular. They've got three medals, five different options of irons spanning the player's spectrum, so you are for sure going to find something great for your game. Go out to MizunoUSA.com today to learn more. The Golf and Filter Podcast is also brought to our friends over at Swannies. Swannies is here with a fresh take. Performance-based materials are a given these days, but if you're looking for the stretchiest and most lightweight pieces that deliver a look that says, I'm here for a good time, take a walk on the Swannies side. With fabric sourced from Acycloplastics and designs sourced from our very own Weekend Warriors, Swannies is looking out for both our planet and those that might need a little style to boost their drive another 15 yards. Premium looks from top to bottom at swannies.co. Swannies.co. The Golf Unfiltered Podcast is brought to you by our friends over at Sunday Golf. Let's face it, golf bags are a dime a dozen right now, but Sunday Golf offers different models and lightweight bag options for any golfer, no matter the course or number of clubs that you prefer to carry. I personally use the 14-club Rider 23 bag as my everyday gamer, but... I also have a six-club Loma bag for my practice sessions and casual weekend rounds. You'll love Sunday Golf's casual take on the game, including their golf bags, apparel, and accessories. Be sure to visit sundaygolf.com to learn more. We're also brought to you by our friends over at Sharp Focus Nutrition. Let's face it, when you go out and play golf, you probably don't eat and drink very well. Well, a couple hot dogs, a few beers, yeah, we get it. Sharp Focus Nutrition replaces all of that with a systematic way to not only stay replenished throughout your round, but to also improve your game in doing so. Go out to sharpfocusnutrition.com to learn about their system. Let them know that we sent you. Pick up a system right now. Sharpfocusnutrition.com. Yeah, yeah, and it's going to be interesting once this announcement actually comes out. Um, uh, Just the last thing I'll say right now on this topic before we move on is though, you know, listeners... You're going to be fine. Dan, I think you said it pretty well. I mean, you're not going to stop playing golf at all. I mean, if you do, then you probably don't love the game as much as you should. Uh, if this little thing's going to cause you to to give up on the game. But more to come on that. Once we see an announcement come through, we'll be One sure last to report thing too. it. Yep, go for it. One last thing too. And credit to you for this because you hammered this on I think uh, it was on the GU Twitter account. It, it, or maybe it just been when you and I were talking. There, It, it all just kind of blends together. But right. um it's also going to place a premium. And this is, I think, where some of these companies can see their money come back to them is 
now more than ever being properly fitted for these clubs is going to be more Correct. important than ever. And so once yeah. again, it's, Hey, get fitted. And, and, and you brought that up and you're like, listen, like, I don't know what to tell you. I've been telling you for years, get fitted. Well, now it's even more so get fit, make hit clubs that you're actually supposed to be hitting. Like, right. Um, yeah. And so yeah, yeah, it's and, so many parts of the market that, everyone's just got blinders on right now, you know, and if they look, if they actually expand and the, and the whole point, and thanks for calling that out, but the whole point of the, the, the fitting thing is look, folks, if you're worried about losing yardage, go get fit. If you've never been fit before and you're going to be right back or maybe, maybe even gain on some of the yardage that you are worried about losing. But at any rate, Tiger Woods returned to action this last weekend at the hero world challenge, his tournament. Uh, this is the third time I believe that he is, made a comeback of some sort at this tournament uh, in Albany in the Bahamas uh, finished at even par for four days. And I think even more importantly is he finished four days. So he was, he didn't look, I didn't notice anything, Dan. I don't know if you did, but I didn't notice anything that looked like he was laboring around other than just being rusty. I mean, how did you feel looking at him from a physical standpoint right now? And then we'll talk about his game as well. Did he look like he had it all together? He played four days. That's a win in my book. That I've been saying it. Get four, get four rounds in, uh, and then get ready to play with Charlie here in another week or two, and then, um, you know, get ready for the twenty twenty four season. I mean, uh, he 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 shot a couple rounds under par on top of everything else, which is which is great to see. But uh, before the week started, he said his goal this year was to play once a month. When he finished the week, his goal, he still said, his plan is to still play once a month. So the fact that his plan at the start of the week and his plan at the end of the week is stayed the same uh, would imply to me that he's fine physically. Uh, he said that his back was bothering him, but he also said that that's just a daily thing that happens to him in life now. That's just he's old and he's gotten beat up. And he said that basically his back always hurts. So I, I think that to him, that probably meant that his back wasn't hurting any more today than it was, than it normally would if he was yeah. swinging a golf club, which is fine. So if for right. somebody like him in that case, as long as there's no extra pain, um, he's good. And like I said, yeah, so he plans on playing once a month. And if he can stay as pain-free as humanly possible for Tiger Woods in this day and age, then yeah, I think we'll get to see him a, a, a plenty. Uh, I, plenty is a relative term, obviously. Plenty for him sure. in, as compared to what we have been seeing from him. Uh, yeah. Once a month would be awesome. Once a month would also imply that he is going to give it a go at all four majors this year, which I think that's regular tour events aside. I think if we just see him play well or show up at all four majors and make the cuts and, and, and play yeah. well, I think that that is just amazing. And that's kind of what I'm hoping yeah. for. Yeah, same. I mean, uh, I would agree. I didn't notice anything from a physical standpoint. He wasn't limping around. He looked a little bit stiffer but because there's actual parts of his body that don't flex or rotate anymore. So he has to compensate for that somehow. And I think you're right, too. I mean, if we can get Tiger once a month and if he's able to make the cut at those tournaments, you know, that's going to be just icing on the cake right now for us. I mean, I know that there's you know, I'm not even going down a path of, oh, do we think he can win again? Do we think he's going to is Jack's major records to look look i think we're so far past any of that that at this point and you and i have lived through our fair share of sports legends who have kind of fizzled out over time and now we're just watching someone who's actually trying to compete he's only 40 he turns 48 at the end of this month but this is this is something that you and i i know and our friend nikki as well are going to just take as much as we can in for this because we know that he's at the end of his career anything right now that we see 
is kind of a gift to see Tiger Woods on TV, even if he doesn't make the cut. So I think, you know, kudos to him. Now, switching to his level of play, let's talk about him like the golfer that he is. I mean, uh, obviously off the tee, he seemed okay. Uh, I was surprised he was still generating some good speed off the tee for, you know, despite all of the limitations that he now has. His putter was outstanding, I would say, at times. I saw him drop a couple 30-foot-plus bombs out there. Everything else in between, though, eh, maybe a little iffy. I mean, what was your take on him as a player? Uh, my take on him as a player is he looked like somebody was shaking the rust off. This was his first tournament in um... – Whew, when was the last time he even played? I since can't, the I mean, Masters, yeah, since Masters, the yeah. The so Masters. I mean, it's yeah. you know he looks like somebody who hasn't picked up a golf club in a long time. I think we can all relate to that when we pick up the club for the first time, whether you know in your neck of the woods when 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 winter finally ends or uh, you know anybody who just takes a long layoff. Uh, you know he looked rusty. Uh, I think the fact that he was able to put back to back under par rounds together though, that showed us glimpses of the tiger of old because the tiger of old could pick up a golf club after not playing for a while and still go out and shoot a 67. Now, obviously right, right. he's not going to do that anymore, but he still was able to put together two rounds uh, under par, which I, I don't care who you are. Uh, Will Zalatoris also was playing for the first time since the masters. He right. did not put together back-to-back rounds under par and he's much, much younger than tiger. So if you even just want to look at it, in comparison to another golfer who was shaking the rust off and making his first uh, start in many months, look no further than the guy he beat for the week uh, in Will Zalatoris. So right. it's, 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 yeah. they're, 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 yeah, yeah, I know. I'm just that what, man's what? putting stroke. I don't know what it is. It's, it's so bad. <laughs> Yeah, uh, Sorry, I, no, no comment on the putting stroke, um, buddy. Come <laughs> on, I thought we, I thought, I thought we were, we were, we were getting better Ooh. with that. But uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, anytime we can see glimpses of the old tiger, even for a shot here or there, mm-hmm. I think it, it, it's exciting. It gets you pumped. It gets the juices flowing. Um, it's still, I think, one of the few things in the in the modern day golf game that can still get us to like jump off our couch for a moment. No, uh, for tiger, sure. you know, draining a thirty footer, thirty foot bomb, and giving a little fist pump. Uh, is still as exciting as it ever was. So, um, always in in a in a day where golf is fractured more than ever, and we talk about how l- less and less enjoyable it is to watch by the day. I think anytime we get to see Tiger do anything on a golf course, reminds us once again. We talked about it in the beginning. It kind of re- reminds us of of the the reasons why we started um, following this game and becoming golf sickos in the first place. Yeah, definitely. Here, here to that now. I know we've only got a few minutes left here. And once again, we're talking all sorts of stuff here, folks. And uh, we are still waiting on that official golf ball rollback announcement to come out. We still anticipate it'll probably come out tomorrow is my guess. Uh, if I know anything about how equipment um, related stories are usually uh, announced. But other rumors have been swirling, Daniel. And one that we saw uh, come through social right before we hopped on here was this thing about Tiger Woods. possibly ending his relationship with Nike golf at the PNC coming up. Now, this is something literally I I have not talked to anyone else about this. I don't know any other information other than just a random tweet that I saw, but as you've pointed out a few times on this show, and we've both talked about, he's been not, he hasn't been wearing Nike shoes for a while and Nike golf is no longer a thing. And they are trying to, from the, from past 
experience and conversations, Nike is trying to kind of distance themselves away from the golf market for whatever reason. I mean, what could we, Dan, see a world without a Nike swoosh on Tiger's shirt? I mean, that just seems weird. It does, but um, I. It doesn't, it doesn't seem I, like you care that much. <laughs> well, no, it's I'm, like, I'm hey, trying to figure out how I want to how I want to work. So <laughs> I think the only reason why we're even having this conversation and why Nike golf is even something that we talk about is because of Tiger. I mean, right, it was fair. the red Nike polo on Sunday. So uh, if the red Nike polo on Sunday gets swapped out for a red adidas polo on sunday or get swapped out for a red foot joy t- polo on sunday or or and you floated this idea earlier before we, when we were talking off air if it gets replaced with a red tiger woods brand polo on sunday i think the more important thing is is that he still wears that red polo um on sunday but you know we right. we have seen iconic athletes sort of now, yes, they have they have done it through the brand that they became famous with. You think of the Jordan brand, but Jordan brand is with Nike, um, right? But what where while and and it's kind of weird too. Another weird kind of oddity we have seen as a result of Live is a lot more of these guys are now creating their own. Yeah brands if you will (laughs) phil has his own brand of shirts now you know these guys are creating their own team logos and i'm not and i'm not trying to say give another example of oh live did something good but i think now because of that we have started to see in the game of golf examples of this starting to happen and so right i think this is my long-winded way of saying that if come whether it's next week at the PNC or it's this upcoming year at Augusta, or even if it's five years from now, if we see a golf brand that Tiger is wearing, where instead of the Nike swoosh, it is maybe the little Tiger logo or, you know, his uh, uh, to, like how Phil has his with him jumping Tiger with right. fist pump. And that's the logo. Um, it That'd would not badass. surprise me. Um, yeah. <laughs> it would, it would be really awesome. And I think we would all go out and buy all of it immediately. Um, So yeah, I I don't think that, um, and like you said, I mean, this has been a slow, the bandaid has slowly been getting ripped off for a while now at Nike. They got out of the ball and club line. um, And then they started cutting back on their golfers just for a clothing line. And now, you know, Tiger's not wearing their shoes anymore. I mean, I think right now, I think it's basically it's Tiger, it's Rory and Brooks. Is, is there any other ones that I can't think of that are still even wearing Nike Tony, clothing? Tony, I Finau. think Tony yeah. Finau, Scotty. Um, then there's a, okay. yeah. probably a handful of others that aren't coming to mind. But I mean, it's not it's not as deep as it was as it in once the past. was like during the Anthony Kim days, for example. I mean, yeah. everyone seemed oh, yeah. to want everyone to Nike was wearing. Suit. Yeah, yeah. Shout out Anthony Kim, wherever you are. <laughs> we miss you. We hey, come back. And I'll tell you save what. Save us from all this. <laughs> save us from this, please. He is the one true savior that could could help us bring golf back to where we want. Um, I miss his belt buckles. Remember those? He had yeah. those big old. Those were like, great. Those were great. Those were awesome. Uh, yeah. Uh, and by the way, Tiger, if you're looking for a new uh, clothing sponsor, uh, you'd look great with a golf unfiltered, no filter logo on your chest. We can't pay you though. So. <laughs> I don't know if rate, Tiger's wearing them. Maybe if Tiger's wearing them, maybe we could pay him because everyone will start yeah. buying. Here's a hundred dollars, Tiger. How? Yeah, what right. do you say? 
what is that? <laughs> um, all right, man. Well, uh, that covers the two big things that we wanted to talk today. Um, and then once again, I've said it a few times, we are just kind of on this holding pattern for other news that it's going to come. And it's one of the biggest news stories because it will impact all golfers is this uh, proposed rollback, whatever that means. Last thing I'll say on that is, you know, I'm hoping that whatever the announcement says, that there's at least some data with it. You know, it just can't be the USGA and the RNA are not great at communicating anything. Uh, when you talk about like the anchor ban and when you talk about the the groove changes to wedges, which, by the way, I mean, aside from the, the broomstick putters and the anchoring uh, listeners, chances are you probably haven't even noticed a damn thing with your wedges. I mean, some of the better players may have, but those grooves are different. And guess what? You're still playing golf. So, I mean, same thing's going to happen with the golf ball. But any final thoughts on that, Dan? Uh, you nailed that one. Yeah, I don't I didn't notice anything. Listen, I still hit the ball just as crappy no matter what club you hand me <laughs> and what ball you put down. I'm still going to probably shank it into the woods. And at the end of the day, when I'm driving to my next shot, if I see a ball sitting on the edge of the woods or sit, sitting somewhere where I can grab it, I'm still going to grab it. I'm still going to stick it in my bag. I'm still going to have those old crappy nicked up balls in my bag for when I have to hit a shot with a force carry, you know, um, yeah. And, and newsflash for everyone, those nicked up crappy balls that you find or those waterlogged balls or those reefer balls are not mm. flying at the same distance than new balls are, too. So that's another thing. No, like so many of us, so many of us, our bags are filled with just balls we find. Those balls are not like you're you're probably losing yardage just playing those balls you found anyway. So, like, I don't yeah. think anything's really going to change much to do for about us. Nothing. It isn't. <laughs> you're right. I mean, it's not. It's just people need to calm down. Just sit back. Everything's going to be fine. But anyway, all right. Well, you may hear from us again this week, uh, folks. As always, be sure to follow us everywhere on social media at Golf Unfiltered. Uh, you'll see Dan and mine uh, uh, handles there for uh, for X.com at least. Whoa, we'll just hit my microphone. And of course, we're also powered by our friends over at Bridgestone Golf. Uh, be sure to check them out as well. And Dan, you had mentioned it earlier. Just another quick shout out. You know, Bridgestone has been very gracious in this entire thing. I'm sure that they have their conversations just like every other manufacturer about what this means. But when this whole thing started, they had said, look, we're going to work with whatever. And that's because they've got really smart people there. Uh, so, you know, everyone's going to be just fine. Dan, it was always nice talking to you. And we'll uh, maybe connect again soon later this week. Yeah, we'll be on the lookout for that official announcement. That's for sure.